Or welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast, a very special ACC tournament preview episode. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again with me, I've got Caroline this evening. Caroline, hello. Hey, what's going on? Not much. How is operating a motor vehicle and recording a <laughs> podcast at the same time going for you? Super safe, and I'm following all rules of the road as I travel to Charlotte for the ACC tournament. Yay! Uh, and we also have Sarah rejoining the podcast this evening. Sarah, hello. What's up, Pierce? Happy to be here. All right. We are happy to have you and plenty to discuss about the Who's and their recent vanquishing of Louisville and certainly exciting postseason awards and and now get into into the thick of the uh, conference tournament a couple games already finished uh we're recording the first day so uh we'll get to those in a few minutes but uh we shouldn't skip this louisville game i mean we all know the result we all know that it locked up the one seed in the conference tournament for the who's uh, but it was a pretty uh, impressive uh performance considering that louisville i would say brought it uh, you know, much yeah. more than they did, at least in the second half of of the first match between the two teams. Or maybe that was just UVA's insane shooting ability that time. But anyway, it was a tough match. It was it was relatively close, and the uh, Who's played well enough to to win on Senior Day. Caroline, did you cry? I did not. I, I promise. I promise. I promise. I oh thought I was God. going no, to. I believe you. But... I got. I definitely got choked up. Um, and what was a really nice touch was the video for Jack where they got video messages from his former teammates like Mariel Shayak and uh, Devin and London, some of his former coaches. And I talked to Jack today that we had some media availability and he did not know that was coming. So that's super sweet. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. And the other part, the guys said that they actually were more – excited about getting jack the win than the winning the acc or locking any of that stuff up so it was really and it sounded sincere so um it was cool like it was a nice day a big win and it was a a game where i don't think virginia really played poorly but louisville brought it like you said and virginia just dug in and found a way to win again and i think that's one of the things about this team that stands out to me yeah, absolutely. Sarah, what, what, how, how stoked were you to see them uh, finish? Had you already left for spring break at that point? <laughs> yes, they, they, they did bring it. Um, it, it did feel, I, someone else mentioned this, that it, it felt like a March game. Um, yeah. They were making shots when they took that, what was it, seven-point lead to open up the second half. Mm. They, were, they were firing in all cylinders, and they had to really – Credit to Ty um, and, and the whole team, but they, they fought as they always do. So it wasn't so much that, like, I just thought they did a really nice job on him defensively. Uh, DeAndre had one point in the second half, and Virginia still managed to come back and win that game. So I thought that was really – Ty was unstoppable. Um, and, J- I, I mean, what can you say about Jay going three for three from – three like that's nice yeah Yeah. i mean a huge spark uh as he did against louisville the first time around i would say jay huff was a huge spark uh on the road in that game so uh, it was cool to see virginia beat them two different ways you know what i mean like yeah the first time they didn't shoot well yeah yeah we we've been saying that um you know all year with some of these wins that they continue to collect 
gutty performances that aren't just shooting their way out of it. Um, right. Sometimes they are shooting their way out of it, like the Syracuse game. But, uh, you know, I, I totally agree. It's nice to see the diversity in, in how they can win games. And, and like we've said. It was another nice um, lineup tinkering game from Tony, getting mm-hmm. Braxton in there at the end where he came through and got some huge rebounds, offensive rebounds. Uh, in a big corner three. So they got really nice production from, I mean, I think Kihei went one for two from three. Key went one for two from three. Jay went three for three. And that's like huge right there. Just those, you know, five makes um, takes a lot of the pressure off the big three. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing was for me when I finished watching that game was, is this, how is this lineup tinkering going to play itself out in the tournament? Salt's minutes have kind of, you know, been decreasing as we've progressed here. And I wonder if Huff, his minutes are only going to keep increasing. Obviously, next year he, he's a projected starter, possibly. So, we'll see yeah. where Tony goes with that. Yeah, Ty Jerome, five for seven from uh, – oh, no, that's free throw. He was three for eight from three point. Uh, but he, he stepped it up with the scoring. Kyle Guy, 13. And we'll, you know, what we always jump back to, if the big three – are scoring and, and one slumps a little, where's the, where's the fourth score? And that was Huff and Key both finished with nine points. So pretty excellent uh, gutty performance. I think I've said gutty four or five times. So <laughs> Gutty, gritty, strong, gritty, I, I also tough. say A for effort. Louis, Louisville will be a tough out in the tournament, you know, especially if they learn to finish some of these close games. They've had a lot of tight losses in ACC play. Um, Jordan Nora, who I believe was just named the most improved player in the conference, he can shoot. Uh, you know, Malik Williams. They got some guys. Um, yeah, I I think reading post game stuff from from Louisville fans on on assorted blogs or Twitter or whatnot, they're getting pretty salty, uh, which <laughs> I think happens when you lose however many games in a row to a team that you have to play twice a year. Uh, so I get it. I'm sure Virginia is frustrating to play against too, when it's not, working. <laughs> you know, not just that you're losing all these times in a row, but you, you know, you're playing against this team that, that does that methodical boa constrictor crushing all those metaphors that we hear about UVA it doesn't sound enjoyable so I get some of it but still um, to all the Louisville fans who are listening to this <laughs> you know get over it um, <laughs> but Max a good coach I think you know there's still going to be an upper echelon uh, ACC team especially with the uh, recruiting class they have uh, coming in and I look forward to seeing them in Charlotte um, and not just because of their amazing dance team, who shout out the Ladybirds. Hell yeah! The best parts of the ACC tournament every I year. I can't wait. They have a new coach now. You so. shame the entire conference's selection of dance teams. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, oh, it's they're the best. I cannot wait. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about that tournament. Uh, we've got. Uh, the Who's wait until Thursday, uh, early afternoon, 12.30 tip on Thursday, but they'll play the winner of NC State and Clemson, who play on Wednesday at noon. Uh, Miami beat Wake Forest today, so they're going to play Virginia Tech tomorrow. Uh, Georgia Tech lost to Notre Dame, so the, the Irish are going to play Louisville tomorrow night, and we're waiting on the Boston College 
pit game to see who's going to play Syracuse. Ugh, no um, one's a winner in that game. I mean, how how delighted are you guys that UNC and Duke are on the other side of the bracket? Or did you want to, you know, run through the best teams or, or not face the potential of getting upset by, say, the rival Hokies? Like, does this work out the way you want it to, Sayer? I guess, you know, the competitor would ideally like to go through the gauntlet, which is, which is UNC and Duke, right? But, mm-hmm. again, perspective is key here. Uh, You're not on the team, so as a fan. <laughs> so as a fan, um, I just would hope this team can get through the tournament with as little trouble as as possible. Take that as you will. Um, and if that means <laughs> losing to any such team in the final, that's fine. Um, I guess that's really my take on the whole yeah. tournament. Yeah. Caroline, how stressed are you going to be about the results of, of this uh, stretch of games? Um, I'm not too stressed. So yeah. I think getting the first win is huge. The nice thing, I think, about having Carolina and Duke on the other side of the bracket is just the this whole – the ECC tournament now is deciding seeding for the NCAA tournament as, as far as where Virginia is going to go. Uh-huh. The two of them having to play each other, I think, helps Virginia in the case of keeping the East because the two of them can, you know, beat each other up and then Virginia just has to play one of them and maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the the team doesn't really care about seeing – well, at least Kyle Guy was like, no, nah, it doesn't really matter to us. If we don't feel the need to have to beat them, their so goals are to win championships. Whether it's They ACC. don't care if they go through Duke or not. Right. It, and that was just Kyle's take, obviously, but he said – you know, we know that we're a good team, so we don't feel like we have to play them again and beat them to prove to anyone that we're a good team. Now, if they face them again, of course, there's going to be a little extra we want to beat you. But mm-hmm. there's no he, – he seemed like, you know, yeah, we have bigger goals than just beating Duke along the line. So it actually works out well in Virginia's favor. Um, ideally would not want to see – Virginia Tech again, but maybe more would rather see them than the length of Florida State. I don't know. I think it'll all work out. You mean you think the Who's are going to win? Oh, of course, always. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just mean, I'm with the Sayer. If Virginia loses in the semis, I'd prefer not to lose to Tech, so of course when that game comes around, I'll be like, no, we cannot lose. And then if they win that, then they're in the championship. Then I'll be like, well, of course I want them to win the championship. Of course. But if they, like, drop a close one to Florida State in the semis, like, yeah, get an extra couple days of rest, like, yeah. okay, fine. Um, the, on- the only worry, I guess, I have is, again, this is the importance. The one seed's kind of a foregone conclusion, I'd like to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Um, if they go out in the semis and then Duke goes on to win it, could Duke maybe get the East? I, I was thinking about that today, and – I, I think there's no way Carolina can leap them, even if even if UVA lost to, say, Clemson and Carolina won the ACC. I don't think they give Carolina the the, the East or, or a pick above UVA, so essentially the East. I think it solidifies Gonzaga as the number one overall team. Yeah. And, and I just don't think you can have UNC leapfrog 
UVA at that point. I don't think so either. I think you could have Duke do it particularly because that means Duke has a healthy Zion and they're going to, you know, give them that that Zion grain of salt to to some of those losses. I think if UVA plays a Zion Duke team in the final and loses, they're still probably going to give UVA the East uh, for making it to the championship game. I just yeah. think you 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 know losing to Duke three times, I think they're going to give the overall better performance, better record, better quadrant wins, and all that stuff to the Hoos. Um, and maybe I'm overlooking uh, the Zion factor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what'll happen. I think what Virginia fans need to do, as much as I'd like to face and beat Duke, um, I would prefer. If Duke loses, I think Virginia gets that East seed no matter what. Um, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but when I think Carolina, I think the South seed would be their number one spot, not the East. I don't know why. I know that they're close together, obviously, like Carolina and Duke. But I think <laughs> the fan fan base makeup type thing makes me feel like Carolina feels like a Southern school. Duke For feels sure. like – well, New all Jersey their South. students are from New Jersey. So <laughs> exactly. Duke feels that way, but um, so I don't know. Like maybe even if UNC plays really well, then the committee would still put them in the South and Virginia in the Regardless. East because I feel like that's more natural um, delineation for the two schools. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just yeah. me, but I, I think if UVA makes it to the championship game, they're going to give UVA the overall number one seed. Now we saw last year that that doesn't mean you play the worst 16 seed um, because that's yeah. <laughs> not who we played last year. It was still a team that who should have beat. Don't tweet at me. Uh, but, <laughs> but it wasn't the play. Uh, to me, that means you play one of the play-in game. That would yeah, make sense. it should have been. Because those are the worst teams. And you're the, that's what they say they're going to do. Anyway, I don't, I don't know why they didn't. But um, – Let's let's talk about some of the other teams in the ACC uh, tournament. Are there any any teams you think can make a run uh, past one of the semifinalists? I guess you know FSU is probably uh, the the most ripe for uh, an upset, uh, particularly if it's the Hokies getting a rematch. Game. Do you think the who the, uh, help me out as I'm you know on the road here? What would uh, who would Duke face and who would Carolina face most likely? Duke's going to play Syracuse almost certainly um, because they get BC or Pitt and Carolina would play Notre Dame or Louisville. So probably Louisville, but um. honestly in a, in a, on a perfect day, not like as a fan, it would be perfect, but Louisville's already kicked the tar out of North Carolina. once, (laughs) So it's, yeah. So it's possible. Anything, anything is possible. Um, And then, I mean, Syracuse has also beaten Duke already. Do I think Lightning's going to strike twice for either of those? Probably not. Um, yeah, especially the way UNC's been playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if Louisville puts forward an effort like they did against Virginia on Saturday, like that'll be a tough game. Um, if Duke doesn't have Zion back in that first game, I think Syracuse could make them miserable. Gotcha. Uh, forgive me for not looking this up ahead of time, but does anybody know if Justin Robinson is anticipated to play at all? Well, the problem is Buzz won't tell anyone anything. Uh, um, so even the beat writers don't know. So no yeah. one knows. 
Okay. So that's I saw him dre- dressed up for the for the senior day game, but he came out immediately. So yeah, he played a second. Um, so I mean, that's not comforting because they didn't even let it go to like a natural like break in the play. They took like, him out immediately. Orchestrated yeah. it with Miami to make that happen. Um, right. So those two are huge question marks, obviously, because Justin Robinson's a huge piece for tech, almost more so than. Zion is for two. Oh, I don't know, maybe. Um, well, uh, in that head-to-head matchup, not so much. But yeah, <laughs> no, I know yeah. what you mean. I think it's it's pretty remarkable what what the Hokies have been able to do without Robinson. A lot of that yeah. obviously comes to to Blackshear playing so so well, but he's their only big. How are they? Yeah. You know, like I just, I'm, I, you got to give him credit, and and certainly some of that's uh, Blackshear, some of that's coaching. Um, I look forward to seeing uh, Buzz Williams coaching in College Station, Texas next year. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that in the offseason. I'm actually really excited to see the NC State-Clemson game. Yeah. Although I don't like the idea of – I mean, those that's basically an NCAA tournament play-in game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're, it should be. I'm not positive that they're not going to give – too much credence to the power five teams again like they always do yeah you know with the the, i know it's cliche to say the bubble is historically weak but it seems always weak weak. (laughs) yeah exactly that's the point that's why they're on the bubble (laughs) right right it just seems to be true though (laughs) the bubble teams are not good um well it's it's also saturated by the fact that the pac-12 is abysmal True. true giving way more spots to other very true no that's a really good yeah. point yeah and um, there's actually i think the parody in the mid-majors is a little bit better this year like the fact that lipscomb and liberty probably did deserve at large bids either one mm-hmm. but now liberty had like the weaker claim to an at large so like will lipscomb still get in like we already don't have San, you know was it um south dakota state uh, isn't going to play Mike, uh, Mike Dom, who's like one of the right. 3,000 point scorers, as well as Chris Clemens from uh, Campbell. Like they didn't win, so they're not playing, but yeah. you could have, um, you know, Murray State is already in. So there's, it's just really interesting. There's a few more good mid majors this year, I think. So that's I where think it's UNC really. Greensboro has a, a argument that they got beat yeah. by uh, Wofford. Uh, I think that was last Some night. Some people even said Furman is good enough too so like would Furman beat like in like Indiana is the weirdest one to me mm-hmm. because they haven't lost anybody outside of 77 on Ken Palm um mm-hmm. but they had like a 12 game losing streak in the Big Ten so like what mm-hmm. do you do with that but then they've beaten Michigan State twice in Michigan like it's or Wisconsin like it's nuts yeah I think they're probably in over um you know, if Clemson doesn't beat NC State, I think it's going to be really tough for them. But. Yeah. Well, and you I have like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. I just don't see how. What is? What do they have? Seven wins in the big in the Big Ten, something like that. They're four or five games under five hundred in conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems weird to me that you can let a team in like that, but I guess it happens. Not every year, but it happens. Yeah. Well, and you look at South Carolina finished fourth in the SEC. They're the four seed in that tournament. They are not going to make the wow. NCAA, but teams that are seeded like seventh and eighth in that conference, like Florida, are going to make it because their overall record 
Like South Carolina lost to a ton of people in the non-conference and then like got their shit together in conference mm. and only lost to the good teams. But like Florida and those guys lost barely at all. I, I'm like, again, not looking right in front of me, but based on records, barely lost in the non-con and then, you know, lost a few more in conference and are going to make it. So it's such a weird, like basketball's so weird. <laughs> it's basically what that comes down to. Basketball's weird. Very true. Very true. I think uh, looking at the conference tournament, uh, if Syracuse uh, can can get past uh, that that first uh, crappy matchup that they have to play, I, I'd like them again against Duke. Uh, not to win, uh, obviously. You know, I, th- I think Duke would still uh, probably win that game. But I think that's a team that has shown flashes to. Uh, you know, play an A plus game, even though they've been playing a lot of B minus games or worse. Yeah. And yeah. I know they just lost a, a garbage game. Uh, what was that to Georgia Tech uh, recently? And but they, I think that's a team that could surprise uh, just because of the coaching and the zone and uh, you know the talent that they've got. If they can keep performance up over two halves. I mean, granted, part of that was Virginia's shooting just yeah demoralized and the <laughs> defense locked down. But the first half that um, Syracuse played against Virginia was just about perfect. Yeah. Um, and that was even with Virginia making, what was it, eight three-pointers? Yeah. So. And if there's somebody who can do, uh, you know, that Kemba Walker or, or Syracuse Jerry McNamara-like type of run, I think Ty's battle is, is certainly a candidate uh, for yeah. it. But I just, just, I just <laughs> feel like the ACC is so top-heavy this year. Usually it's a little more level, um, especially, obviously, the, the top three teams. I don't really see anyone making a run at them, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe maybe a Virginia Tech, who knows, rivalry game. But they, uh, they seem to be controlling the conference. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if this went chalk one through four in the semis and the finals. Uh, Do you expect the UVA to win? If you had to pick a team, are you picking the Hoos? No one wants to jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, if it's a if Virginia makes the finals, I think it's literally fifty fifty. If Virginia is in the finals with Duke or Carolina, that it's going to be a game between two of the best teams in the country, and it could be a coin toss. Sure. So I, I think Virginia will make the finals. Um, but I don't know. Could be. Um, it's funny because I really am less like anxious about this one. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, which is yeah, I I agree. And but I was more confident about us winning it last year. Yeah, I felt real good about it last year. Right. Yeah. Maybe that speaks to the competition being a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe part of it's just like. It's nice to have done this several times now. Yeah. <laughs> and because coming from, say, or you don't, you don't understand what it was like for me in Pierce. They um, were so bad there. <laughs> they were like, so bad. I used to watch the ACC tournament every spring break in college, and we yep. would watch them lose to Miami or, or, or get crushed NC by State. Or NC State. And then the, have to watch the rest of the tournament without them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't experienced that too, too much. Yeah. 
So for me, now that they've like this second winning it last year and getting that second ACC title since 2014 is kind of like, it's just like, okay, great. We've done that again. We've shown that you can win postseason champ like titles. So now if they don't get this one, that's, you know, there's another thing to do after this. That's more like more important. So yeah, breaking news. Uh, there's a pregame so- social, the UVA club uh, in Charlotte brunch buffet uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, sponsored by the UVA club's engagement advancement offices. So uh, catch us at the brunch buffet, dear le- <laughs> listeners, because those are my two favorite food-related words. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the sound of that. Um, I think we should talk a little about the uh, end of the year uh, awards for the conference too. I mean, Tony Bennett racking up hardware yeah. uh, in the Coach of the Year award, and uh, obviously uh, Hunter and Guy on the first team All Conference, and Hunter getting yet another Defensive Player of the Year uh, UVA Player Award. Uh, by that I mean string of UVA players who won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, Do I, you guys know? Sorry to cut in. I have a trivia question for you. Mm. Do you know? This is courtesy of David Teal. The only other ACC coach to win back-to-back um, Coach of the Year. Uh, Dean Smith. Dean Smith. It is Dean Smith. Yeah, right. It was the well, easy was answer. Right. <laughs> I was overthinking it there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, right. but as the esteemed, as the esteemed Mr. Teal pointed out, he did. De, uh, Dean Smith did it when uh, there were seven coaches in the league, not cool. fifteen. Yeah, classic. A little Carolina bit cheating the rules. A little bit tougher for Tony. I was uh, was. Were either of you also surprised that it was Tony Bennett? I'm surprised that it's only been two. Oh, just, like two straight? Or, or no, that only two coaches have done that. Oh, no, I meant just in general. Were you surprised that he won it this yes. year? Yeah, so that's what I was going to bring up was was that I, I was not taking issue. I mean, obviously, I think you No, not at all. I think he's been outstanding. The record speaks for itself. And, and not just that, but, you know, it, it is framed in coming off this historic loss. It is framed by... Uh, you know, losing a couple key players after a, a season that they may have spent it all. You know, it, it, they, they coming into this year seemed like a team that it was going to take a step back, even though they had Hunter and Guy. Um, but but they, 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 you couldn't replicate that amazing regular season, and they've essentially done it. You know, so yeah. far. so mm-hmm. I, I get why. Uh, but I think there were a lot of strong cases as well. And you figured that they would mix it up by, uh, you know, going for a Buzz Williams who's pulling out these wins without his best player uh, or just giving it to a tobacco road guy. Cause that's what they uh, historically do. As, as opposed uh, to last year, there were, it really had to be Tony just given the 17 wins in conference. Last year. It did. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah, year. Definitely. Yeah. And there were so many good options. You, I mean, you could have gone, Buzz, obviously, you could have gone Roy Williams. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit shaky in the non-con. Um, there were a lot of good candidates. I still think Tony, you know, we've gotten to the point with Virginia basketball where it's somewhat taken for granted that we're going to get, you know, 14, 15 wins 
Mm -hmm. That's absurd to me still. <laughs> so I thought that I <laughs> So I thought that the voters might, you know, be a little bit biased in that sense, but mm -hmm. I'm happy. I'm happy that he got it. Yeah, he's I mean, quickly closing in on you're so good that now you don't get it anymore territory. Mm -hmm. Right. Um and I was just I think he absolutely deserves it. As you said, like Buzz Will either of the Coach Williamses, I would have not been surprised. I was mainly, like mainly surprised the domination with which he won it. It was like 30 votes to 12 was the mm -hmm. next closest. Um, and again, this is not at all like, I can't believe he won it. Like, it's like, wow, they, I think they got it right. He's been outstanding. He's coaching arguably his best team with the best offense and the same high quality defense. So mm -hmm. um, I was really excited to see it. I thought, I thought overall, this was probably one of the best voted teams in recent memory. Were you, in favor of voting Zion player of the year? Yeah. I understand that he missed what, like six games now. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. a third of the conference play. Um, but I think if you're, he's the best player in the country, in my opinion, he's mm -hmm. the best player in the conference. Him not playing for those five or six games, like doesn't change that fact to me. Um, I don't know what the cutoff, if they should set the cutoff of like, if you don't play a certain percentage then you're not eligible type thing. Um, but I, I think that he, in the games that he played in the, maybe I'm just biased about him because I like the fervor with which he plays basketball. Like I love the way he plays and the excitement that he brings to the game. Yeah. So I, I just think he's like a really deserving winner in that respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I do think either way, but yeah, I, I think DeAndre was the second best player in the in the conference. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, like I, I would, I think that he performed better than RJ Barrett over the course of the season, based on efficiency and defense and the whole picture combined. But yeah, I mean, the two of them are obviously supremely talented, but yes, so is Hunter. You know. Yeah, and... absolutely. Zion's a, a freaking spectacle. I know I've said that a bunch on yeah. here, but I get it. Like he. He is not just a difference maker for a basketball team, but he, he makes the game just look different. You know, yeah. like he, he it's not just the hype. It really is like this guy out there doing stuff that the other people can't do. The very few people yeah. look and, and play like he can. And in, in terms of, uh, you know, most valuable player, yeah. look at Duke the last two weeks without right. three, three. Yeah. Um, obviously Dre is critical to UVA success, but I've heard they've but... lost without him when he, <laughs> when he hurt, yeah. yeah, I was trying to avoid that one, but <laughs> doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. It, it does speak to remember. the ambiguity of what it really means to be player of the year anyway. You know, all these awards like is it best player on best team? Is it you know best overall talent or best statistical performance or team you know guy that means the most i mean you, yeah you can make an argument for a lot of a lot of different people but it makes sense that they pick zion for it i was just i was really happy to see two uva guys on the first team and then the third of the big three on the second team um, yeah i think i could have I, I yeah and honestly i wasn't expecting that at all though like i thought yeah. there were maybe going to be two on the second team or worst case scenario, they would have gone one each. Um, yeah, I yeah. honestly think that they could have picked either Ty or Kyle. And I mean that for the first team, all three of them are deserving of being the first team. Um, but 
but there's some people that are like, oh, it should have been Ty. Like, but Kyle, the stuff that Kyle does and stuff that Ty does, they're so different. They're all yeah. important. Um, and Kyle has been outstanding. So yeah. just, and, and when I say it like that, so has Ty. So it, it, to me, like, it's not like last year, Kyle, I think was the beneficiary. We've talked about this, like the beneficiary of being the face of Virginia basketball. So he was the guy that people picked when they were like, Oh, Virginia's really good. We got to have somebody from Virginia. Yeah. So maybe last year it should have been DeAndre or should have been Ty in some situations. But this year I think Kyle has been really, really good. And I'm really glad to see him get that first team again. I could have seen them splitting Ty and Kyle splitting the vote, like a bunch of people putting one on the first team and the other on the second team and a handful of people doing the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, you, you give it to Kyle. Although Ty, there's obviously an argument, like you're saying, Kobe white very easily Mm -hmm. in another year, you know, could, could have been on first team and Kerry Blackshear again. Um, he, he may have been on my ballot if 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 I had had a vote. Um, I think Kyle's not performance. Not you, Luke I think, May, You <laughs> suck. Uh, <laughs> I think Kyle's performance down the stretch. Anytime you go eight for ten against someone from three, that's going to open some eyes. Yeah. Um, and what he did in that last week of conference play, I think, pushed him above Kerry Blackshear. At least that's how I looked at it. Because I would have, I had Kerry Blackshear on my first team until not that I get to vote, but. Um, until that last week where I thought Kyle pushed past him. The one, the one qualm, I guess, I might have with the first team, and this, it's a bit of a hot take, so, uh, so get ready. Yes! R.J. Barrett, what is, why is he so deserving of all of, the, all of this praise? Okay. When I, with Zion out recently, right, mm-hmm. it just seems their offense, it turns into a black hole, he gets the ball, he does whatever he wants with the ball. Um, he shoots the ball a billion times. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they haven't been that successful with him. Mm-hmm. I just think that his volume shooting um, and the points that comes along with it is out of – it's disproportionate to how really good of a freshman year he's had, especially as of late without Zion. Okay. Yeah, his numbers is what I think keep him afloat. I mean, I'm seeing it seems that he can, like – make any bucket at any time at least that's how i felt in the two games virginia played against him. yeah sure even when it's like good defense and you're like how did that even go in you were going the other direction um but i agree with you his efficiency and his like actual shooting numbers aren't great right. um i was and i don't want this to sound as like caddy as it's going to come out i was really glad to see that they didn't float cam reddish really high on any of those teams just based on like him being a high lottery Water pick projection him. yeah because I think the same thing, his, his shooting has not been good and his uh, efficiency numbers are terrible. So, I just, I just think some of it stems, him getting all this love stems from him being on Duke, which is fair to some extent. But, you know, he's obviously an incredible talent. He's going to be a great NBA player. I just think – and I don't – you can't put three Virginia players in the first team, I guess, right? That's tough. But yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, compare him to Zion – it's not, you know, the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, you know, he's just getting the benefit, not just of, of being a, a household name, but like Caroline said, it's the point totals that he's putting up are... Right. He's, like, setting, right. like, no. Duke freshman sure. records. For sure. Yeah, so they're not going to... Doing it on, on good, not great shooting and sometimes terrible shooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside, at least, so <laughs> I get it. Um, 
but yeah. I was right. super stoked about Dre getting Defensive Player of the Year. Someone today was like, how can Zion lead in steals and blocks and not be the Defensive Player of the Year? And mm-hmm. me and someone else were like, because he wasn't the best defender. Like, that's not what that's not all that defense is, and I'm really, really sure. glad the voters yeah. looked past yeah. that. Um, because the way – obviously, we know this, but the way Virginia plays the defense is stifling, but it's not going to jack up people's numbers. Yeah. Um, and Dre has been so good defensively um, yeah. that to see him get recognized. I was a little bummed that Diakite wasn't on it. I thought that he hadn't really played strong defense in conference, but there's a lot of good defenders, so um, something for him to work for next year. Yeah, I think Florida State has a little bit of a, a gripe uh, to yeah. you know, finish fourth and, and not really get any recognition uh, other than an honorable mention. Um, let's see. Yeah, they had a few votes also in most improved player. Um, Did Cabin Gelly get sixth man? He got sixth man, yeah. yeah. So, But no one on the all-defensive team is surprising for them. And certainly to have no one on uh, you know the first, second, or third teams uh, it's surprising. Terrence Mann got screwed. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so uh, we'll end there and, and stay tuned to the blog for more ACC tournament coverage. Uh, if you're in Charlotte, find me at that brunch buffet, maybe. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, subscribe uh, the little button there on iTunes or Spotify or any of the different ways you can uh, hit the uh, follow button on our embedded player uh, to send us, uh, send you to those links. So uh, until next week uh, for everybody at the blog, I am Pierce and go who's.